This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to Five Shot Weekly, everybody, and it's the international break, and yes, there is a little bit of an interlull between matches for Atlanta United, but there's still a little bit of news, and we will answer your burning questions in the mailbag. But before we get started, this is Mark, I'm AJ, and remember to turn on those notification bells so that you never miss a video. But let's get into the news, and yeah, you know, it's uh, a third kit has uh, pretty much kind of in terms of a launch event has been revealed. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there definitely was some color schemes yep. that were attached to that season ticket holder mm-hmm. email. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being peach and a little bit of black. Yeah. has people wondering that that maroon footy headlines leak may not be actually factual. I hope not. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on uh, that potential being kind of the, uh, you know, yeah. what's actually shown? Right, right, right. Referencing the uh, email. Yeah, no, I was very intrigued by that. It's uh, One uh, person who follows me said it reminds me of the peach tree, uh, the Atlanta Hawks peach tree kit, mm-hmm. which I think is a very cool design. Which has MLK on it. Right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, well, and there's the peach tree one as well, but it's mm-hmm. basically the same color scheme. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So uh, no, that would be that would be a really interesting color scheme. Um, you know, I do wonder if they would go for essentially a second black kit. Um, so I'm wondering, uh, you know, which color would be dominant. But you know that they, that in itself may be a curveball. So uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just very curious at this point. I, you know, I have my fingers crossed. Uh, you know, I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but I I think you know I said from the beginning I would like it if this kit were unique. You know, not boring. And if, they, uh, if there's some meaning attached to it, because they said they're going to announce it at the Civic Center, which I also thought was a very interesting detail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, like, it's, it's, it's something that it seems like I would like anyway. Right. And it's uh, going to be on June 17th. There's going to be a live stream as well. And speaking of live, everyone, uh, we forgot to mention that, yes, we are filming at Mark's Place, so you get the sweet, sweet sounds of the cars nearby and nature and everything. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Uh, we decided to mix it up a little bit, and, yeah, we might mix it up for a while until we figure out uh, a new studio setting. But uh, let's move on from that. And Ezekiel Barco is with the Argentina U23s. He scored a penalty, a really decent penalty at that. He he's not a penalty merchant, but he definitely scores a lot of penalties. Right. In yeah. Episodes. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's one of those. Uh, they came back late, uh, and it was eventually a two-one win against Denmark mm-hmm. for the U23s. And they will take on Saudi Arabia on Friday. And, Full disclosure, we are filming this on a Thursday, so we don't know the score yet. But uh, Jose Martinez, he also appeared for Venezuela. And uh, yeah, it was uh, during the World Cup qualifiers. And uh, yeah, he did put the ball in the back of the net, but it was ruled, yeah, just uh, a disallowed goal. Uh, yeah. very, very nice disallowed goal. It yeah. still counts in my heart, but I mean, the way uh, if you saw it, if you, if you haven't, I would suggest looking it up. Because uh, he essentially traps the ball and turns, splitting defenders. Uh, takes a good sh- uh, sh- low shot to the keeper's left with his left foot. And so it's just, uh, it looked very natural. Uh, it was ruled out because they said it trapped with his arm a little bit. So I think a little unfortunate, but 
uh, also signs of uh, old Joseph, which I think is the most important thing. So right. Very, uh, very happy to see that. Yeah. Anytime he can put the ball in the back of the net, I think that's when you start to see him build a lot of confidence right, and right, right. that swagger that yeah. we need from Joseph Martinez. But uh, Venezuela, they lost 3-1 to Bolivia last Thursday, and they drew 0-0 against Uruguay. But, uh, yeah, he played 79 minutes against uh, Uruguay, and so, yeah, he's building up that match fitness, which is really key. But, uh, yeah, it's um, they will play in the Copa America, and uh, that's starting Sunday, and that's versus Brazil to start. And it'll be uh, kind of the rest of the month, so that's yeah. a little bit above, uh, a little bit of a bummer, I think, yeah. for sure. But uh, moving on from that, LA United, they have appointed a new academy director, to replace Tony Annan, and his name is Matt Lowry. He has been in the system for a minute. Uh, he has been in the team since the inaugural season in 2016 of July as a head coach for the U12s uh, before he was promoted to the U15s and the U19s in 2020. And so, yeah, he served as the academy manager since January of 2019. So, uh, well received in terms of a lot of the uh, people around the club think that he is a good fit for the role. He is a go-getter yeah. and uh, a guy that yeah they promoted from within. So, so I, I, I think I like seeing that the promotion from within. The fact that he's coached uh, at these uh, various levels before coming up. So that means he's going to be familiar with a lot of these kids coming through. You know, especially at the point where. Uh, they're breaking through to the first team essentially. So I think mm -hmm. that continuity at that level makes a lot of sense. And so, yeah, I think that's smart by Lane United, and I certainly wish him luck. Right. And so, uh, yeah, Omar Jeroon, uh, he will take over for Laurie at his position with the U13s, along with Kevin Kratz, our old friend Kevin Kratz. Uh, is, uh, yeah, not only did he return back into the club, but now he's, uh, you know, given a little bit more of uh, just more and more kind of, uh, you know, I guess, mainstay within the team, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, moving on from that, LA Night 2, they've uh, appointed a new head coach, and that is Jack Collison, a former Hammer, a West Ham player. But uh, yeah, definitely, if you had watched... Uh, pretty much this past decade of, uh, you know, West Ham, you would be very familiar with Jack Hollison. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he's a, a guy that uh, has been within the LA United setup since 2019. Uh, he's been the U17 coach since then. He's got uh, all of his badges. And so uh, another promotion from within, in that yeah. sense, when Tony Annan was pretty much pulling double duty, triple duty. It's, a, it's right. a lot, and uh, right. thankfully they've split up that and since he's moved on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, in his steed, in pretty much, uh, well, maybe not in his steed, but Henry Apolu, uh, unfortunately, he has left the club for other opportunities. I think I would have loved to see, actually, Apolu maybe get a chance, uh, maybe something in the, the team, some sort of setup, but... Unfortunately, he moves on. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Felipe Cardenas did tweet on, uh, yeah, on him and kind of wondering if he would be someone that uh, they would look at. Hopefully, he was at least interviewed. And, uh, right. you know, that will uh, go a long way, I feel like. If there was only one person interviewed, I, I will have my problems with this because that's not good enough if uh, that's the recruitment process. But, uh, anyway, moving on from that... Uh, 
uh, Atlanta United have signed another player that, uh, yeah, is a homegrown, but also a player that uh, moved on a little bit from the academy, played in college. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, basically Bryce Washington, a 22-year-old defender, uh, a guy that, uh, yeah, receives great marks across the board. Uh, yeah, he basically he played at Washington. Uh, he uh, is signed through the 2022 season mm-hmm. with options through 2025. So, yeah, it's someone that uh, if maybe a Miles Robinson gets on or something, yeah. then you have more guys that are not only familiar with the system, but mm-hmm. uh, kind of hungry, kind of pretty proven at the collegiate level. So. Yeah, yeah. Bryce Washington, particularly senior year at uh, Pittsburgh, uh, he was a key figure in one of their best seasons in ever. You know, mm-hmm. So uh, they made a deep run in the NCAA tournament. They were undefeated in the regular season up until the ACC tournament. So uh, yeah, you know, like a, having that kind of impact player and then they, he's a uh, almost roundly described as a leader type of character and uh you know certainly i think if you want to if you're looking for somebody who can uh i guess in the mold of a miles robinson certainly you would look at that aspect as well so uh yeah i think it's fairly exciting i mean it seems like we have a lot of good young defenders in the system right now Mm -hmm. or at least coming through breaking through like a george campbell Mm -hmm. uh and you know jack bauer that we drafted as well so uh, be curious to see like who shakes out and what these players become because you know I think we've seen in recent years that the collegiate level at least players who play at the collegiate level still have their their place in terms of breaking breaking through the MLS and possibly greater for an example like Daryl DK right so, yeah yeah very true so uh, yeah hopefully he does shake out to be someone important for us going forward but uh, yes welcome back Bryce Washington. But uh, moving on to LA United 2, they've played a bunch of games uh, in the time that we haven't uh, had an episode, really. And uh, yeah, so they defeated Louisville City 1-0, and Aiden McFadden uh, can't stop scoring. And yeah, as a right back, I mean, he's got a bunch of goals. It's, uh, you know, turning a lot of heads, I feel like. There's a lot of people that are kind of wondering if he's going to get a shout for the first team now. I mean, we could use some goals, especially from defenders. Yeah, I mean, he plays right back as well. I mean, you know, uh, if Ronald Hernandez isn't going to get a look. Yeah, you know, you know we have a guy that, uh, yeah, I mean, he essentially, and part of the plane that's uh, flying over. but might, might be a helicopter. Oh, yeah, sure is. Sure is. <laughs> but either way, uh, yeah, McFadden, he has been an attacking midfielder at the collegiate level. And so, uh, yeah, him playing... As a right back, was interesting to start, but I mean he's killing it, and yeah, the uh, the score lines have been I think uh, favorable to I think the defense as well. They're not just looking outright, uh, you know, just getting demolished in that sense. One 0 win against Louisville City, and then played another match, uh, Sporting KC two. So the twos against the twos, they drew two two, and so <laughs> basically Coleman Gannon. Uh, he notched his second goal of the season, and then Captain Bradley Camden Fiwo, he notched his second goal, of the se- or he, he secured his first goal of the season. And so, uh, yeah, it's been uh, kind of a really hot start for Atlanta United 2. Yeah. They are second in USL in the Eastern Division, so yeah. it's uh, not too bad from them. Uh, there have been people online that have been saying uh, the twos have looked better than the first team squad but <laughs> let's just pump the brakes yeah, on that. it's a different level we don't need yeah. to go there but it is very encouraging I mean if the, you know if the twos uh, make it to the postseason whatever that format is now mm-hmm. I mean that would represent a lot of progress and 
you know, I, I think I would like to see a little bit of balance between the results and the players being brought through. I mean, certainly, I think the focus should be on the players brought through. Yes. But if they can take taste success at that level, you know, that can only help. Yeah, it definitely can can translate for sure. But uh, they next play Memphis at 9:01 on June 16, so they also have a little bit of an interlull sort of as well. Uh, but uh, yes. Uh, Alec Can and Andy McFadden, they both made the MLS team, or not MLS, USL team of the week. So congrats to both of them. Alec Can has been killing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, yeah, made a bunch of saves this past week and saved a penalty. Has looked just very, very sharp since his return. And so, uh, yeah, you know, he's a guy that's just so solid as a, as a backup. And it's great to see him kind of be able to integrate himself back into playing time. But, anyway, uh, moving on from that, and the last bit of news, congrats to the Almirones. They have birthed their child, and uh, yes, Miggy, you know, uh, his, uh, his child, Francesca, or Francesco, yes. Okay. Either way, they uh, they probably, we need to sign them up. Right, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Go ahead and get them in the academy. Right. The you under ones, uh, right. yep, uh, you know, let's just uh, go ahead and. Get him into the side. Yeah. We why, know, why waste any time? Right. Why waste any time? Uh, you know, although he, he, you know, I think Newcastle might have some say on yeah. it. Uh, either way. For now. Yeah, for now. But, you know, I think he, he's got to remember where he's, where he's come from. Yeah. You know? like, and uh, maybe Lunus might have something to say about Yeah, that I know too, what I was going to say. But whatever. <laughs> we fit in there somewhere. Exactly. So, Miggy, don't, don't forget it. Anyway, uh, so. That does it for the news, and let's move on into the mailbag. And by the way, yes, there's uh, we have a puppy uh, that is chilling with us while we're doing this episode. So if you've heard a little bit of uh, growling, growling or noises, that's what it is. But uh, her name is Leia. She is adorable. Maybe yeah. we might uh, grace you with her presence on uh, on camera in a second. But anyway, let's move on to the mailbag. And you guys send in these questions through IG Story. Please continue to do so, and we might answer your question in the future. But, first question comes from Tacos de Cui. If Joseph is fully fit all season and doesn't produce, will it be will it be time to depart ways? I think this is a salacious question. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, I mean, I guess what I find interesting about this question is the suggestion that he isn't producing, you know? Um, I mean, is he producing to the levels, you know, pre-injury? No. But that's not all his fault. I mean, a lot of that has to come down to service, I think. If you look at Joseph specifically, particularly in the last three or four weeks, I think he's looking like his old self. So um, He's trying shit. He's uh, definitely, yeah, looking angrier. Yeah. Hungrier. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, do I think the, the snap decisions, the kind of uh, fox-in-the-box kind of play that we're familiar with from him, we're starting to see that. So... You know, for me, it's not really about Joseph's play right now in terms of the team improving. I think the rest of the team, uh, the build-up play and all that, needs to improve. I think we need one or two other attackers to step up uh, in order for the team to continue getting positive results and really wins. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm just not there. I'm just not there in terms of, like, we, you know, worried about Joseph or wondering if we should get rid of him. Right. I I think uh, maybe we'll assess... Maybe after next season, if uh, yeah, the production isn't quite at maybe 2018, 2019 levels. But I think uh, largely on a whole, uh, we just need 
to make sure he's got a proper backup. Yeah. And that's more key so that he's not out there overstretched and, you know, run down into the ground where, I mean, Joseph, as brilliant and as superhuman as he is, he still is human. Right. So, um, yes. anyway, moving on from that, official Chris 3 asks, do you think Joseph will play in the All-Star game? I don't know. I mean, uh, it's going to be a minute before uh, yeah, that will happen. And so uh, there might be some time that he misses as well. I'm not sure that he might be a representative. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's also the midweek thing. You know, they don't get a week off for the All-Star game like other leagues, which I think is a little eh. I mean, like, I think you're handicapping the All-Star game right. at that point. I think it was one year Zlatan didn't participate. Right. Uh, because of that, you know, the travel and all that. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, Joseph, I mean, I don't know what he'll do. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he opts to just rest, uh, sit that one out, because he's been before, you know. So, I mean, like, I think he might make it based on the votes, but will he actually go? I have my doubts. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, on the current form, obviously it's still early days. Right. Yeah, you might see a a Miles Robinson. You might see... Santiago uh, Sosa. Oh. Those are the type of players I think probably that yeah. uh, are very much more of our shoe ins. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on from that, Cedric0328 asks Why can't Lennon take 1v1? He always plays back. Yeah, I just don't think that's his style. I think he's more of a touchline winger. If he's a winger, I mean, like, he's like he's one of those hybrid uh, r- wingers slash right backs. He's like that perfect uh, candidate for wing back, essentially. But. Right. Um, yeah, in terms of taking players on, I'm not sure that was ever really a strength in his game. To me, uh, what I want to see him continue to improve on is his crossing. And I think I think it's there to a degree. It's not Julian Gressel levels, of course, but uh, you know I think he should continue uh, getting into those good crossing positions and you know finding Joseph and others because to me that's his strength. Right. Yeah, I think he's uh, he he excels at finding the space whether he dribbles at players or not. And so I think it's not about him just taking guys on 1v1. Although, uh, yeah, he's got some capacity to do that, but it's not like uh, for someone on the team, maybe like a Jake Mulraney, where he's always constantly running at guys, or maybe a Marcelino Moreno, where, you know, that's their style. Lennon, yeah, I mean, I understand, you know, if you're... If you're uh, either a fullback or a center back, you're going to sometimes play backwards. It's kind of part of it. Uh, and especially when they're still kind of learning Gabriel Hainsey's system. So I think that's uh, more so why that's happening. But yeah. moving on from that, Chambre Poppy asks, the fan base seems so negative. What can the team do or show to change that? To be honest with you, I think the fan base has been worse. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I think right now, uh, most of the fan base is still... Uh, I guess understanding, you know, picking out the positives. At least, you know, that's with the people I interact with. I can't speak for everybody, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. But uh, the general tenor, I feel like, is that is still reserving judgment a bit. I think there was a lot of optimism coming out of the draw with Nashville. I think there was recognition that the performance was better. Mm-hmm. You know, those goals were nice. They just, okay, they didn't hold on, you know. So that's actually different from what we've seen so far this season. So, you know, it's just one of those things where... Again, haven't quite put it together yet, but it's still pretty early, mm-hmm. you know. And so now we're getting into summer. I think now uh, we're starting to see the signs of the teams improving. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll temper both of those in terms of like, yeah, I mean, you know, you might have interacted with a lot of positive people. I see the whole breadth of it, which 
Uh, a lot of these questions were pretty negative, and so there is that as well. I think a lot of it stems from how poor last year was, and so you have kind of that almost hangover, that negativity hangover that kind of uh, is brought over where you know we haven't had a just brilliant run of results where it's uh, three points after three points after three points. So you know there is going to be, I think, and rightfully so, some justification of criticism. So, uh, you know, I think the team just has to start putting it together, put a good run of results together, uh, maybe an undefeated streak with a lot of wins in it, I think would uh, start to, I think, make some fans feel a lot better. Yeah. But uh, next question comes from D Borges 99 Due to Copa America, how many games Joseph will be out? Look at that schedule, it's probably at least four. And, I mean, it's, the schedule is pretty congested, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was even five or six, you know, considering that he'll probably need rest days, uh, let's say, coming out of the tournament, depending on how much he plays. Because, um, yeah, yeah, coming back, uh, we'll play against Philly, we'll play against NYCFC, we'll play against New York Rebels, and, uh, yeah, if Venezuela is still in it, Chicago Fire. And so there is the possibility, yeah, that, um, you know, between the pretty much two weeks that those games are that he will miss maybe three to four and then possibly even more if they continue to advance yeah so it's one of those uh i don't know like we're gonna see a lot of kubo Toro. yeah you know? the, oh man they so maybe eric lopez maybe he can uh start to yeah know, that's what i'm hoping in the short term but uh jackson conway yeah some yeah others sign another player sign, i mean i think i'm i think i'm team sign another player you know yeah because uh unproven guys uh i'm not sure we want to rely on that and then also yeah. i mean proven to not score goals guy yeah i mean we're gonna have to fix that yeah, yeah. so anyway um last question Sheep 77 do you think this team will finish one to four in the playoffs this year uh so i don't see la and i finishing first probably not second I think uh, right now, from based on what I've seen, I, I think third is more realistic, or maybe even fourth. I think mm-hmm. at this moment, I would bet on fourth. I think third mm-hmm. is still within the realm of possibility, depending mm-hmm. on how other teams, you know, how their form shakes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I just don't see us finishing at the top of these this season. I mean, like they would, they would either have to be like a huge signing mm-hmm. or just like a drastic turnaround of form, a combination of both, really. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think uh, what I said on our season preview, I had them finishing pretty high, but I think, yeah, the way it's shaking out so far, I agree with you. It's somewhere, yeah, three, maybe six a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, we have to score goals. And right now, we have not been doing that from the run of play very well. And so a lot of the guys need to step up and continue to step up. So, yeah, as of right now, yeah, somewhere in there, but yeah, probably tops, maybe third. But uh, that does it for the mailbag and pretty much the entire show, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, which former Five Stripe not named Miguel Miron would you bring back this summer? Let us know in the comments below. Do you have uh, someone that you might uh, kind of preview and tease that decision with? I know I'm putting you completely on the spot, but... <laughs> I mean, uh, look at our center back signing since we've let Perez go. Oh, yeah, we got the poopy <laughs> acting up for show, acting wild up, but uh, yeah, all good, all good. But yeah, let's bring her on the, the show anyway and close it out with Leia. 
We teased her long enough, but uh, Leia. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, Kisses. look at these. Look at these eyes. Yes. Kisses. So anyway, uh, guys, that does it for the show. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you in the next video. Yeah.